Fit, active, healthy, happy, enjoying the prime of your life. Looking out for your health and wellness, this is Health Talk with Fred Lowry from Lowry Drug in Statesville. Call now to ask Fred your health questions, 704-873-1400, 704-873-1400. You can also visit Fred at his store, conveniently located on Hartness Road in Statesville. Good afternoon. It's uh, November the 3rd, Friday afternoon, and it's gotten a little colder, uh, which is time for that, I guess. Maybe uh, not so quickly, but... Uh, Nonetheless, uh, this program is intended to uh, share knowledge and information based on my research and experience. It's not intended to offer individual advice and does not replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified health care provider. Your daily choices are really important about uh, your overall health. So I hope this, uh, some of this information will empower you to take a more proactive approach to, uh, to your health. A uh, couple of things. Uh, this month, uh, we're going to have 20% off of our uh, our own brand of CBD oil, if you uh, don't know about that. Grown on my farm, uh, managed basically from seed to bottle. Uh, processed here in Statesville, it is an authentic uh, hemp uh, extract. So uh, it's uh, a good, good deal at 20% off. I had a couple of uh, things happen. A uh, couple inf- uh, pieces of information that came to me from uh, some of my clients. Uh, one lady told me, I, ha- I have this uh, uh, protein shake, breakfast shake uh, uh, product that uh, you know we put together. It's got uh, protein powder, collagen, fiber, chia seeds, uh, kind of things like that. She said it didn't really help her very much, but her, her husband apparently uh, has Parkinson's disease, and he started drinking it, and his speech was problematic for him. But about the fourth day of drinking this protein uh, shake, this breakfast smoothie, his speech improved. She said, well, why? Why would that happen? I said, well, the only thing I can guess would be, you know, related to proteins you, you you make neurotransmitters brain chemicals and maybe uh, he had a deficiency yeah, you know it could could have been other things but uh, you know it, it kind of points out that there are potentially underlying causes of uh, diseases uh, that that happen so if you know if you're if you have indigestion and you end up on a uh, an acid product that doesn't allow your body to break down protein then you know, that's, that's a, a possibility. So um, another uh, interesting thing. Um, so I've talked about water before and how important water quality is. And, and you can imagine some municipal water uh, supply systems have more chlorine than, than others. As a matter of fact, I've had people tell me, you know, they if they fill up the tub, they, they feel like they're, they, when they walk into the, the bathroom, it's like going in a, a indoor pool, you know, smell the chlorine. So, uh, so it's possible, you know, we talked about this, if you, if you have a, a chlorinated water that you're drinking a, a lot of, you're, you're basically going to be killing your good bacteria in your gut. And, and you wouldn't think that's really significant, but I had an individual that had a chronic yeast infection 
candida infection. And without really any major thing that that made us think, well, that's the cause of it. And, you know, normally it's overuse of antibiotics and you kill the good bacteria in your gut and the yeast that's already there grows and you have symptoms of thrush with white coating on your tongue. Uh, sometimes uh, people get more more gas, uh, indigestion. Uh, women may get a, a, a vaginal infection. So, you know, what, what would be the cause of that? As it turns out, the individual had moved to a new to a new home a couple of years ago, and the problem started right after that. So, you know, what what's the solution? Because uh, the individual drank a lot of a lot of water, which is what we recommend. Uh, and, and so uh, they they ended up buying a uh, water filter, uh, that Santavia product that we have. So it it takes the chlorine, the fluoride out, and uh, all the other chemicals. <clears throat> and if you remember, you can go to the uh, the website environmentalworkinggroup.org and you can put in your zip code and it'll show you the water reports for any municipal uh, water system. Yes, and, and we in this area we have uh, more than one, uh, obviously. So uh, it, it's, it's something to to look at and maybe to think about it. So the, the you know the Santa Via product has um, has a uh, pitcher type filter similar to Brita, but it, but it's a little better because it actually uh, has minerals in it. So it, it puts minerals back into the water, uh, and, and it does have a uh, you know, combination activated charcoal uh, resin kind of filter. And then there's a uh, <coughs> countertop model that will take all that out as, as well as the fluoride. Uh, you know, fluoride is not something that we really need in our water. Uh, unfortunately, we've got it, and it's probably not going to go away. But it, uh, it's, a, it's a problem for people with uh, thyroid uh, issues. Uh, it's been shown to lower IQ. Uh, so we have, now you have another... Uh, one more thing to worry about. Joe's over here. He's, he's, uh, he wanted to know if I was going to scare him uh, <laughs> today. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a question, though. On that filter, can you actually, over time, visibly see the fluoride and, and the uh, chlorine that's being filtered out? No. No, you can't because it's, it's bound up inside the filter. You, you do have to change that periodically. I, th I think the only thing really that's scaring Joe is that, that we... we we can't be on YouTube anymore, apparently. <laughs> I've gotten... YouTube yeah. has it out for you. They, they have had, a problem with you. I've had two strikes against me, and if, if they get a third strike here, then then they, uh, they're they out for good, I think. so. Three strikes and you're out, Three right? strikes and you're out, you know. And uh, so this portion is of WSIC is not going to be seen on YouTube. Thank goodness, right? <laughs> so um, that's... Uh, Another thing, um, and, and by the way, uh, we, we are live today, uh, so if you if you have a question or calls or concerns, feel free to call in and uh, ask your question. We're going to be coming back with a, a couple of really good tips. Uh, 
related to vitamin C in a product called monolaurin, which is uh, derived from coconut oil. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back. This is Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine. I think we've got a call we will try to catch right quick here. Caller, you're on the air. You have a question. Okay, well, Fred, um, do you know what causes your feet and toes to go numb? Mm, could be a number of things. Uh, you assume it was related to some nerve issue, so you could have some... Uh, you know, like things like sciatica, you usually have one one side that goes numb. Uh, uh, diabetic uh, peripheral neuropathy can m- cause that feeling. So uh, poor circulation. So that those are some ideas. Is there anything to worry about? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it, symptoms are things that where your body's telling you something's wrong. So. I think you probably ought to look into that. Uh, go, go. Could, could it be the nerves in your feet because of ankle years ago? Yeah, yeah, it could. Absolutely. Um, I know I have to take the scab of pins and it helps the nerves. Is that a good idea? Well, that, a lot of people use gabapentin for, for nerve-related pain. You can also use CBD oil. Uh, alpha-lipoic acid is helpful. It's a type of fat. B vitamins are important for nerve tissue. So those are all some ideas. Uh, if you uh, want to explore that, give me a call at the store sometime. Okay. Thank you, Craig. All right, thank you. The Lowry Drug uh, was established in 1959. We've been there a while. It's a traditional uh, family pharmacy with a state-of-the-art compounding laboratory. We offer a full line of medical equipment, supplies, including CPAP, scooters, oxygen. Uh, we also have a, a full line of supplements, nutrients, herbs, essential oils, homeopathics, and more. Speaking of CPAP, I'm going to talk about uh, part of this segment. You know, there's there's a lot of people on CPAP. What what's the what's the deal with that? So we're going to talk about a couple of things that I think are important. If you, particularly if you get sick, so vitamin C. We've talked about that. Uh, you know, and I, I'll tell you, I've, if I've when I've been sick, sometimes I've taken as much as two thousand milligrams four times a day. You know that that may be a lot for for some people, but one of the things that uh, is kind of interesting uh, is the concept of vitamin C for sepsis. Now, sepsis is when you uh, maybe you get sick and uh, 
your body's fighting the infection and a lot of times the you know the, the body will fight it and then the you know and then retreat or the or the immune system but when somebody goes septic that means their their body's in more inflammation uh it, it, the uh, immune system's still on attack basically so you know people that maybe go in the hospital with pneumonia or, or other other things uh you know they get on antibiotics and uh, hopefully they'll their situation will resolve without any complications but uh you know people that uh, what they call go septic is a very dangerous uh, life-threatening situation and uh, they say that 30 to 40 percent of uh, people that go in the hospital have the potential for that that sounds a little high to me but uh, the interesting things is that uh, in some places uh, they've used IV I, vitamin C to uh, to take care of this this problem, which is uh, pretty interesting, I think. And uh, over the years, I've seen uh, some physicians that would do uh, high doses of uh, IV vitamin C. So what happens when you know, a patient that goes septic? They get widespread inflammation and their increase in what's called the uh, reactive oxygen species, which is like uh, oxidation. Think about it as rust, you know, and vitamin C is an antioxidant. And so uh, this is a way that, you know, that they have actually treated the, these people that are septic. So the, the point to this is, you know, bef- you know, when you get sick, go ahead and start taking vitamin C. You know, have it on hand so that you don't have to go get it. It's not expensive. Uh, you can you can do this uh, pretty easily if you feel like you're getting sick. Go ahead and go ahead and start it. You know, uh, one of the clues that you're getting sick is you think, "Am I getting sick?" <laughs> you probably are. Well, sometimes it's, "Am I getting sick, or is it just allergies?" Yeah. Well, in either case, it doesn't hurt to start taking some vitamin that's, C. That's very uh, you, true. You did that the other day. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't feeling so. good, and I was, I'm sure that if we looked at the ingredients of the emergency, you would tell me that it was dangerous and not to use that one. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's been a, a nice product. It's usually like a 1,000 milligrams of powder uh, mm-hmm. vitamin C you can put in a drink. It, it makes it easy, but, uh, yeah. you know. And they uh, don't taste bad. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's a choice. So uh, the other product that came across my uh, my desk recently, and we've had this in the store, Mono Lauren, and you know sometimes I have things in the store. I, I know people think I know everything about everything that's there, <clears throat> but uh, I don't think that would be completely possible, you know, because there's a lot of products there. And so we have this product called Mono Lauren. <clears throat> And it's, it's derived from coconut oil. So it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, so, of course, we've had a lot of widespread uh, antibiotic use. Uh, you know, there's antibiotics that are in uh, a lot of the commercial uh, meats that we have. And uh, so we, we, you get bacterial resistance. Uh, we've had... Uh, you know, you've got issues even even with uh, viruses sometimes that get uh, resistant to antivirals. So this monolaurin 
uh, is an interesting thing because it has antiviral and antibiotic properties. So from coconut oil, uh, which is about half lauric acid, the interesting thing here is coconut oil has some of these same properties. So another thing, you know, home remedy uh, that, that's a, a great thing would be coconut oil. Uh, so the lauric, the lauric acid that's naturally found in, in coconut oil uh, has antiviral and bac- antibacterial uh, substances similar to what uh, is found in human breast milk. Uh, the, the only difference is the monolaurin is many times more potent than just the basic uh, lauric acid. So uh, this monolaurin can kill bacteria and it and it soluble, the way it does it, it, uh, it uh, and, and viruses like so viruses have these envelopes covering them basically in some cases, and they're lipid in nature or fat like, and so this monolaurin actually disintegrates that envelope, and 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 then the the virus gets destroyed. So you, you can kind of relate in some ways, you know, our, uh, the uh, COVID shot had the virus in a uh, lipid nanoparticle. So, you know, in theory, uh, this, this mite could work for that, for that type of thing as well. So that, but the interesting thing is it, it also has antifungal effects. Now, we, we've known that coconut oil has antifungal effects, you know, and some people do. Um, coconut oil uh, uh, pulls, you know, they put the coconut oil in their mouth and they swish it around until, you know, they, they can't do it anymore and spit it out, you know, and that's, that's a good treatment for a lot of gum uh, issues or, uh, you know, you could use it for candida, uh, yeast in the mouth, that type of thing. Uh, but the, the interesting thing is that this, uh, <coughs> this product will also take care of uh, fat-coated bacteria. Uh, Listeria, Heliobacter, which is supposed to be the the bacteria that causes ulcers. Uh, Haemophilus influenza, Staphylococcus, Streptococcus. A lot of different different things there, bacterial-wise. Then when we go to viruses, the list on that includes HIV, measles virus, herpes simplex virus, uh, cytomegalovirus, Epstein-Barr virus, that's the, the virus associated with uh, mono, which incidentally, probably most everybody has been exposed to that, that virus and has some part of that. And a lot of the individuals that have chronic illness uh, have a reactivation of Epstein-Barr, you know, and you get kind of the same symptoms, fatigue, uh, you know, wanting to sleep all the time. uh, So it's it's problematic uh, and and is also a cofactor for a lot of people that have uh, issues with uh, Lyme's disease. (coughs) So... uh, also helpful for influenza virus. Uh, so all of this is, uh, 
I think, pretty interesting. <coughs> this is my cough time, I guess. You know, I don't do this anywhere but here. We'll be back uh, shortly. Uh, more to talk about. Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine. So I just, uh, as a final recap, you know, uh, if you're getting sick, you know, you can also use the home remedy of coconut oil. Um, it's uh, probably a, a good choice. And if you want to be a little more serious about it, you can buy the product, the Mono Lauren. That's a really interesting product. So I'm going to give you a, a, a website to check out. It's called MomsAcrossAmerica.org. MomsAcrossAmerica.org. So they have uh, gotten together, apparently, and they're, they're trying to show how bad fast food is for, for uh, children. And uh, they, they do, did some uh, school lunches. And it didn't really turn out that well, uh, but I think it's a kind of a, there's more to it than that in terms of you know, our, our overall food supply. And if, and if you look at the health of this country, you know, we talked about, I mentioned, you know, we didn't even used to know what a CPAP was you know, years ago. Now there's a lot of people on, on CPAP devices. We, we didn't, you know, going to uh, get kidney dialysis was, was, would have been a rare thing, and now we've got these, these units all over the place. There's, there's a lot of, you know, I, th I think all this is an indictment on a lot of things uh, related to food and, and toxicity, uh, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the world that we live in. But so I think most people would, would know that you... You know, the fast food's not generally that, that good for you, but it it fills a need. You know, and basically a lot of times people are just eating just to uh, take care of the hunger craving that they may have. Uh, you know, they're on the go. Uh, you know, they have difficulty uh, being able to plan meals. Uh, but what happened was this, this Mothers Across America uh, w wanted to see what veterinary drugs were in, in the meat, uh, what antibiotics were there, what hormones were there, and heavy metals. And so they sampled 10 uh, fast food chains, and, and I'm not going uh, to, it didn't turn out very good for the, the main, uh, the top uh, food, uh, fast, fast food chains that you already know about. And I'm not going to tell you the names, because if you want to, uh, you can go, you can go uh, look it up uh, on that on that website, but uh, you know they they were sampling for 104 of the most common veterinary drugs. And what happens is, you know, in these concentrated uh, animal feed operations, you know that environment's not 
real healthy. Uh, there's a high concentration of animals. Uh, so, you know, they, they're, they have to give antibiotics uh, and antiparasitics and, and other things to uh, keep that uh, production going. And one of the veterinary uh, drugs that they, uh, that they found was an antibiotic called uh, monosin. And it's, a, it's not approved for human uh, use. Uh, and it's, it's really a, a problem. There's a, there was a second one, uh, Narasin, um, and, there, and there was uh, one particular restaurant that had a pretty high concentration of that particular antibiotic, and that was found in, in beef. Uh, these, uh, these drugs are toxic to uh, dogs and horses, uh, certainly toxic to people. So this uh, organization, Moms Across America, of course, is uh, really concerned about this, particularly, you know, when you're getting antibiotics in those kind of foods. And we just talked about uh, chlorinated water killing your gut bacteria, and then we you, you end up with uh, antibiotic-resistant bacteria. You know, we're creating uh, bacteria that morphs into other things uh, that, uh, you know, is can be a problem. Uh, there's, there's also an anti-parasitic drug, nicarbazin, uh, that's actually a, uh, uh, a bird contraceptive. They've used it to control geese and pigeon populations, which brings up an, another sort of uh, <clears throat> question about children eating uh, foods that might have uh, these, these type of chemicals in it. So, uh, so a known uh, animal contraceptive. Uh, if you're eating daily this partic one particular uh, fast food uh, thing, you know there there are people that you know they go to one place and they get you know most of us eat the same thing every day. You know, same kind of program. Uh, so, depending on you know how often you're doing that and the quantity you're eating and uh, how well your body's able to detoxify, which is probably not because most of these foods are really low in vitamins in the way they've, they've made them. I'm, so, I'm looking at one of the studies now, speaking of being low in vitamins, it says that you would need like nine servings of most of these places to get to where you need to be in vitamin B specifically. Yeah, yeah, vitamin B is really... A, you know the group of vitamin Bs. You know, yeah, that whole thing is really, really important for so many things. And so, you know, not only <clears throat> are you eating foods that increase your toxic load, but you're you're eating foods that don't have those nutrients in them. And when you're when you're commercially growing food, uh, you know, you basically deplete the ground. And that whole the whole concept of soil not dirt. Soil is a very complex uh, ecosystem and, and, and the complexity is just unbelievable uh, in terms of how nutrients are made and how plants get nutrients, etc. But um, they, this, uh, this organization also uh, tested 43 school lunches and uh, <coughs> they, they uh, they found uh, a lot of problems, glycosates, which is uh, Roundup, um, the uh, endocrine-disrupting 
hormone-disrupting weed killer, uh, particularly in um, the soft wheat tortillas and pizza. The, the number one favorite food of kids, I think, and some adults. <clears throat> well, um, one of the things that happens with uh, the glycosates is that, uh, and, and now children are starting to show up with uh, this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And, and of course, that you know, we talked about uh, high fructose corn syrup that's being part of that possibility as well. So, you know, we, and, and I just want to say, you see, it's not just the school lunches. It's going to be the stuff that you buy in the grocery store, the loaf breads, the, you know, the, the oats, the, all the stuff that is sprayed with chemicals prior to harvest. You know, I, I don't, uh, I don't know why we've, uh, that, that has been a thing, but you know, if you're not, if you're not eating organic wheat or grains and you're getting, you're getting these chemicals. So it's, it wouldn't just be at school. Now, the other thing of interest is that, uh, they also found heavy metals, uh, which, uh, the, the, uh, the school lunches apparently had a hundred percent. 100% of the meals contained heavy metals up to 6,000 times higher than the maximum level allowed in drinking water. That's astounding. Heavy metals are, uh, play a huge role in all kinds of uh, disorders from uh, in metabolism, mental disorders, uh, you know, lead, uh, the two two uh, metals that, that they uh, found primarily was cadmium and lead. And if you remember, you know, the uh, automotive industry used to use uh, leaded gasoline. And, and we put out untold amounts of lead into the environment through burning that in, you know, through in automobiles. So... Uh, you know, a lot of these heavy metals basically cause insanity. You know, lead, mercury. Uh, they're, uh, you know, you've you've heard of the Mad Hatter. That that was mercury poisoning from the hatting uh, hat industry years ago. It's it's a real thing. So. So now your your kid's uh, brain can't function properly. You know we we've, we've loaded uh, loaded up with some toxins. We're not getting our B vitamins. We're not getting our nutrients, and uh, that that's a problem. So I think you know you really need to think about you know it's, it's impossible to to um, get rid of all the toxins that you're exposed to. But, you know, you certainly want to minimize that and use some things to maybe try to do some detoxification, make sure your, your uh, vitamin uh, levels are adequate. Uh, you probably do need a, a multivitamin, some fish oil, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, all these things that we've talked about. So, uh, you know, you, you just about have to supplement if you want optimal health and paying attention to... Uh, the foods that you're eating. 
We'll be back shortly uh, with Health Talk in our last segment. Welcome back to Health Talk. This is Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine. And uh, I gave Joe the choice here. We could talk about uh, why is everyone on the CPAP machines? We might save that for another segment or the uh, uh, the COVID clots. And he, he wanted to hear about that. <clears throat> so, you know, there, there are a lot of people that have what's known as long COVID or symptoms that have continued after either getting COVID or, or getting the shot. <clears throat> and uh, there's, there's a fair number of people out there, and a lot of them maybe don't recognize the, uh, you know, that some of those symptoms are related to that. And I, and I don't know that many healthcare providers are, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard because if, you, if you're an older adult and a symptom pops up, and it could be uh, a one of those related symptoms, or it could just be aging. But when you have young people that have these these symptoms, then that's a whole different ball game. So uh, one of the uh, the things that they've noticed is, you know, of course, the the blood clot issues, and that's there's been a lot of that uh, on the internet, and and most of that was the the big blood clots, but. What, what this is about is microclots. So, you know, in the smallest part of your vessels, in the capillary beds, you're getting these little uh, microclots, and that's where the exchange of oxygen and CO2 happens. And so it's making these microclots are making it difficult for the cells to get enough oxygen, leading to fatigue and muscle weakness, also heart attacks and strokes. So it's been said as many of, of uh, 80% uh, experience symptom relief with some type of anti-clotting treatment, So, which is, is pretty interesting. And there's uh, some doctors that, that specialize in this. Uh, so, you know, the, the fundamental problem was... Uh, the spike protein. So whether you, you, you got the COVID virus or whether you got the shot that tells your body to make the toxin, the spike protein, uh, you know, it, it, it has uh, impact on, on the inner lining of the, the blood vessels. And so one, one doctor uh, kind of suggested basically that the the, the symptoms were related more to vascular blood vessel uh, symptoms, not respiratory. And, and the reason for that is, you know, if you're, if you're getting these microclots and you're not getting oxygen to the tissue. <clears throat> so the respiratory part uh, is, is secondary. So uh, they found that people that, that were on uh, blood thinners apparently uh, did better the ones that were on previously to getting sick, 
did did better than uh, the ones that did not have that. So the, the other thing was the, that they mentioned was the concept of using ventilators didn't really uh, work that well, and that there was a uh, there was a Journal of American Medical Association study that, that looked at uh, 5,700 hospitalized patients. Uh, it, and basically, uh, it showed that the mechanical uh, ventilators, uh, you know, really didn't help as much. We've got a caller on the line. Let's take that call. Caller, you're on the air. You have a question? Well, good afternoon. Uh, question is, I understand that the ACE2 receptors involved in this whole COVID thing, and a lot of people don't know it. They start in your mouth and end at the other end. But my question to what you're talking about is, is if you happen to throw a pacemaker into the middle of all this, do you think it could move the blood clots that could be sitting dormant? Because now you've got a circulation coming in with the pacemaker helping. And then I want to know what you know about voltage-gate calcium channels and oxidative stress. That's a lot of questions. So uh, whatever you want to pick, pick one. Maybe the pacemaker one I'm most interested in. If they had the COVID vaccine, fairly healthy person, and uh, end up with the pacemaker, and then die of stroke and uh, blockage and the whole bit right after the pacemaker. Wow. You know, I, I don't know that I could say definitively. I think um, you know we we've we've seen a lot of cardiac related issues. And, and um, you know, we, we don't really completely understand all that. Obviously, the, the, the blood clotting is a factor. Uh, the, the, uh, the concept of uh, graphene uh, oxide and uh, accumulating and picking up uh, other magnetic or paramagnetic materials. And then, you know, you've, right. got, you've got the concept of... Uh, electromagnetic fields that may uh, impact that and, and then you you know now you've got all the the, the people with uh, afib and other uh, things so right you know it just it kind of goes on and on and on and you know what do you, what do you do about that you know somebody needs a pacemaker uh, it, you know it's really hard to to go back and second guess what has taken place uh but all of all yeah, of these are factors. The it's like a check. Can you, can you look for clots first? Can you ever look for clots, or do they just we don't know where they're at and they happen? They, well, the microclots are the only way that I know how to uh, how to find see if they're microclots. And I don't think there's any real great diagnostic diagnostic tool for that, other than looking at the capillary beds just below the cuticle, uh, close to the cuticle and the nails, because you can. With a microscope, you can actually see capillaries there with the right power, and you can see uh, if if there's clots there. So, you know, I, I think one of the things you could just make the assumption of is that if you're having these symptoms, then then you've got them. And so, uh, you know, some of the treatments for that are these uh, these enzymes like natokinase, lumbrokinase. Uh, uh, bromelain, uh, the, you know, so, you know, a lot of doctors are treating, uh, treating these with these, uh, fibrinolytic type, uh, enzymes, which, uh, what, you know, for some reason when I, I've, I've, 
that's a great game, but I've personally found that collagen's been helping me tremendously because I've had my own experience like everyone else with COVID and forget the COVID part. It just has to do with health, you know? And, um, so, uh, and to your point about the leads out there, it's very important for people to put their cars on recycle with all the construction going on because that old lead that got dumped out years ago is getting loosened up in the soil as they do the road work that everyone wants. Yeah, I bet so. That's a good point. Yeah, and, and you you do impart a lot of good information. I'll get off the phone now so you can but finish you, your show. And it's, no, you know, I, I, I appreciate your call. I really do because I think it's you've got, you brought up some great things. And I want to ask you, though, yeah, when the collagen that's helped you, how is that? How do you think that's helping you? Well, um, I uh, believe that it goes mucus, collagen, cartilage, bone. And when I had my experience, I was almost one of the people that died at home alone. And you know, when you're sitting there almost dying, and you even make a deal with God, I'm going to sleep or going to die, and I don't die. But I scanned my body for a solid, you know, four days. It started on a Saturday. By Monday, I was ten pounds lighter, and by Thursday, I was making the deal, and I didn't die. But I did find that as I was learning things about ACE2 receptors, where they're located, and I just you know that I was at risk from a smoker that's trying to quit. But at any rate, uh, collagen, I think, is just, I believe, protects the ACE2 receptors. And as far as okay. mucus goes, do not swallow it. If your sinuses don't want it, if your lungs don't want it, I guarantee you your stomach does not want it because that's when you go systemic. And that systemicness will hit every one of your ACE2 receptors. I, I took a whole tour of my body and still didn't die, so I'm very grateful. And I like to share information about feeling better after such a thing. That's great. That's, that's a great story. I appreciate that. Um, so I, I, I'm, I really, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of collagen as, as well, and uh, I, I put the, put it in my, my smoothie for yeah. all kinds of yeah. things. So right. uh, I, I'm not a I'm not to break in. I'm not a mixer one. I like to take the tablet, and I do recommend anyone on their first venture into collagen not to go straight into full dose, because I found at least with my body uh, that when you first put it in, the collagen kind of softens up, and you do have a little bit of a wiggly period there until your body goes, "Oh, look, I've got some collagen. I can now use it," and then it starts to distribute things, you know, and then it gets stronger, and then you can ease up the the dose. Great. Well, I thank you so much for calling in. Call anytime. I'll make it to your place sometime. All right. Thanks a lot, Dr. Lowry. Okay. Thank you. You know, one, one of the things that um, I thought about as she was talking is, uh, you know, the product Zeolite, uh, you know, it's a it's an earth-type product. It has a, a negative charge to it, so it attracts positively charged-type uh, chemicals, which includes heavy metals and petroleum uh, products and molds. So... Uh, for some people, that I think that's a, a really, really good intervention as well. So we're we're coming up on a, about a minute left. Um, you know, so of course the the issues with these microclots. Uh, I mentioned the uh, fibrolytics, which are the the things that kind of keep the the blood flowing. Some some doctors are using bromon, uh, curcumin uh, as well. So uh, there's there are a lot of uh, choices and possible ways to maybe intervene with some of uh, some of your health issues and uh, if you, if you want to talk about that sometime give me a call uh, if you have specific things we'll remind you that um, we do have 20% off of our CBD oil product uh, keep in mind the water filters uh, you know. Uh, there's there's nothing more important than drinking quality water 
Uh, so uh, that, that's really important. Coming up on our uh, Say Goodbye time. Thanks for listening. Come see us.